This is Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach, here to tell you about the episode today. In this episode, I speak with fellow coach Renata Musial, who is a happy lawyer. She coaches lawyers on how to enjoy their jobs and lives now instead of waiting down the line for further achievement. We discuss the Brain BS around perceived failure, the art of making big pivots in life, all or nothing thinking, and the power of thought work. She also shares a tip at the end of the episode that can help you to manage your mind when you're about to do something you're dreading. I also want to mention that I make a reference here to Personal Empowerment Month, but I have since declared after taking a COVID pivot and being sidelined for several weeks that every month is Personal Empowerment Month here at the podcast. So we haven't designated a certain time period for that. So sit down and settle in for episode number 103 of the Brain BS podcast, Shooting the BS with Renata Musial slash The Happy Lawyer. Welcome to the Brain BS podcast, the podcast where thought work, emotional intelligence, and universal law come together to empower humans to cut the crap and finally master their brain BS. It is time to stop blaming everybody else for your problems and start taking responsibility for your own life and emotional state. I am your host, Maureen Kafkis, a doctor of occupational therapy, a certified life coach, and an expert on brain BS. My mission is to motivate you to learn how to live consciously and manage your mind on purpose so you can create a life free of needless suffering. Now, who does not want that? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I have a fellow coach here today, Renata. Renata, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and let the audience know whatever it is you want them to know about you. Sure. Hi, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Uh, My name is Renata Musial, and I'm an attorney turned coach for attorneys. (laughs) And my business is called, my business and my podcast actually are called Happy Lawyer. And essentially what that means is I coach female attorneys to feel as good as their resumes look, um, which is you know, helping them to have the law career of their dreams. Um, Not when they're making more money, not when they're making partner, not even when they find a new job, but right now. And so ideally for me, you know, when I'm working with a client after working with me, my clients feel more confident, they earn more money, they're bringing in the business that they want. Um, Some are moving on (laughs) from the profession, but overall my goal is to help them improve their quality of life as attorneys. Oh, great. Okay. And I love that you bring this up, the happy lawyer, that you actually name it that, because I think a lot of people looking from the outside in see lawyers, they think that they make a good living, they have a nice home, they seem like they have it on the ball, but that we all have the same brain BS, no matter what our profession is and no matter what our income, right? Absolutely. And I think in particular, you know, it's being a lawyer is a high stress job. Um, You know, and anyone who's got a high stress job, anyone who has a job (laughs) has, you know, stress and work and and it is a, it is a balance. It is this like finding this harmony. And I think even more so now is like the world changes, you know, what's happened in the last two years, you know, have, have created change in our work lives. Um, People are wanting more of that harmony and that flow and that, you know, so that's, that's what I'm hoping to do for attorneys. Okay. Well, so at the beginning of the podcast, we always start with separating fact from fiction. So I always ask um, guests to tell me something that they once thought was factual about themselves that they came to realize was not with coaching and evolving over the years. Yeah, I think for me, um, and this really happened, it was so clear to me when I 
stopped practicing law. Um, I went to law school immediate, immediately after college um, and, then, and then passed the bar exam and practiced for a number of years. And I was honestly a very unhappy lawyer. And when I made the decision ultimately to stop practicing, um, I really took that to mean that I, you know, I couldn't hack it. I wasn't good at this thing that I had just spent, you know, all these years working towards that I picked wrong, right? Like, and that this quote unquote wrong decision um, was this sort of like black mark on, on my life, on my record, on my resume, right? Everyone wants to know, like, what do you mean? You're not practicing law anymore. You wasted that time in law school, the money, like that was the story that I was telling myself. Um, you know, really, I think that subconsciously that existed even before that experience, before me choosing to leave. Um, you know, just this, this feeling of, of mistakes are, you know, make or break you, like you can't make mistakes, you can't uh, move on from mistakes. And so when I left the practice, that was a story that I, you know, have, have honestly been telling myself for probably 10 plus years. And I would say more recently in the last, let's say five or so, and, and even, you know, more recent than that, I've really, coaching has helped me see that that is not the case at all. And, and to help me shift that story and to um, create a narrative that is going to better suit me, that's going to help me actually, you know, in my, in my future life. Yeah. So it sounds like, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, it sounds like you kind of were viewing it at first sort of as a failure, but now you realize it was just a stepping stone in a pivot. Absolutely. Do something else that's more suited to you. Absolutely. And, and really, I think the most beautiful thing for me that coaching did one of, one of, <laughs> there's so many, um, was to show me that like thinking about it in a different way, I like literally nothing changed, right? The store, I mean, the only thing that changed was the story I told myself. Like I didn't move on from somewhere. A magic wand didn't appear in the sky. Like I just chose to think about that time in my life differently and how it instantaneously just brought me this sense of calm and peace. And like you said it beautifully, like it's just a stepping stone. It's a, it's a pivot. It's another, like all of that served me was, was wonderful. I can still look at that experience as an amazing time in my life and have no regrets and now look at what the future is going to hold for me. Um, you know, having had that experience. So, okay. So when you're, when we're talking about women empowerment, and that's what we're focusing on this month in the brain BS podcast, um, I think it could be beneficial, but you might have a different take or something else that you would rather share, but okay. it would be super like, because you were in a place of feeling kind of powerless yeah. And like you failed and how you made that transformation to where you are now, like just maybe give people like you have these great principles on your website that apply to everything that we do as coaches, yeah. but maybe kind of walk us through what it was like for you to quit doing that and some of the brain BS that came up around it and how you were able to work through it. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that one of the it's a difficulty and sort of a, you know, when, when we are coaching or when we're thinking about changing our thoughts or our mindset, I think we immediately think, okay, I feel bad now. So the, the opposite is I have to feel good. And it's like happy, sad, you know, like what you're either one extreme or the other. And there's all this like beautiful nuance in between that, that honestly, if you can just take yourself 
like that, like here's sort of an example, like when I'm thinking about, or I'm helping a client deal with a difficult person, you know, if someone's thinking, I hate this person, this person makes me so angry, right? The, the thought, you know, can't be, I love this person now. They're so great, right? Like that's so extreme to jump through, jump to. And so for me in my situation, you know, instead of thinking this is such a failure, this is so, um, you know, this is such a waste of time. I couldn't immediately go to, well, that totally served me. And that was the best time in my life. And I'm so happy I quit. And right. Because I didn't believe that. I really did not believe that. And right. well, I'm just going to stop you for one second, yeah. to make sure that the audience remembers the whole thought thing. Cause we, so the thought work that we do and a lot of the coaching we do is based on the model and that's circumstances don't cause us to feel anything. It's our thoughts and how we feel in the emotion that comes up and then the actions we take that give us the results. So when she's talking about believing a thought or not, sometimes we have to bridge that gap because we right. can't go from feeling very negative about something or someone and just like pretending to be positive because it doesn't work if you don't actually right. feel it in your body. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Abs yeah, absolutely. And and that's that is you know what the work was for me is to start bridging that gap and to start creating thoughts or or believing thoughts that that you know were were more palatable i i could believe and i could ha handle so for example um instead of thinking of it as a failure you know even just looking at it as that was a that was a a pivot or that was you know a stepping stone in my life right that was that time served me, that time was useful for me, right? And it's it's not immediately jumping to, well, I'm so glad I did that and that was the best thing, you know? And honestly, even just going to that sort of more neutral space took off so much, you know, or, or took away so many of these like negative feelings that I was, you know, that I was holding within me. What were some of the negative feelings that you were holding in there? Though? I mean, just this lack of self-confidence, this lack of self-worth, this feeling that I had, you know, failed, um, you know, that I could never return from this, that I'd wasted money. I mean, those are, I guess, thoughts too. I was just going to say there's yeah. a lot of thoughts there wrapped up, but I think we get the idea. Yeah. You're yeah. feeling too good and you're no. feeling, yeah, maybe um, inadequate. Absolutely. Maybe even some shame because it sounds like you felt like you did something wrong. Yes. And so when you think about, you know, now, you know, 10 years, 15 years later, trying something else. I mean, even, even I had to check that as I started coaching, you know, when I started coaching, um, that was a part of my life that I did feel, I mean, shame is, is spot on that I thought, God, people are going to look at that and maybe wonder, am I capable enough to be a coach? Can I do it? because they're going to look at that and see it as right. Like this was all going in my head, yeah. the BS. Which um, we all have all the time. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So for me that, that the coaching helped me, you know, really spend some time in that, in that, um, in those bridge thoughts, creating those, feeling those, and then gradually, you know, coming to a place where now the thoughts I have about that experience and that time are, are serving me wonderfully, I think. Yeah. So I also think it's um, worth bringing up that like a lawyer is a very um, respected profession 
and um, with coaching now, which I'm I'm have I'm a certified coach, so I love coaching. But there's also a lot of negative connotation to the coaching business. So there's some deconditioning that has to go on around that too, right? That you you left a profession to go do something totally different. And so can you speak to that a little bit? Was that like a, because a lot of people have to do that right in life. For you, it was going from being a lawyer to a coach, but there's all kinds of people out there that are working jobs to make a living that don't really find joy or passion in them and would love to be doing something else. So maybe you can kind of speak to that a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, you're right. You know, there is maybe a stigma or people have maybe things to say about coaching. Honestly, I don't, for me, it wasn't that big of a jump. Like lawyers innately are, you know, you're, you're a coach, you're an advisor, you're doing some of that. It's, it's on a different level. And honestly, for me, coaching is so much more rewarding, um, primarily because I was also working in a commercial capacity. So it was documents and paper pushing to a degree. Um, but to your, to your point about, yeah, making a pivot and and shifting, you know, again, like the the mindset work, the thought work, clearing up your thoughts, all of that work really, I think, helps answer or or like, how do I explain this? Like just solidify some of the decisions you maybe like in your gut are feeling. Or so, for example, if you're feeling like you're in a job where you're unhappy, um, which is where I what I felt when I was working as an attorney, I was very unhappy, which is why, you know, funny enough, my body, you know, I'm now calling myself the happy lawyer coach because I needed that. I wish I want to be the coach now that I needed 15 years ago, because I want to show unhappy lawyers or even just, you know, lawyers who are kind of like, all right, here I am. I'm not sure about this. I'm not feeling as fulfilled as I would like. I invested all this time. I want to show them how powerful they are how powerful their thoughts are, how powerful, um, you know, they can, they can make changes. They can create a career that they want. And, and that's not just limited to lawyers, of course. Right. I think that the work, I mean, even that you're doing on your podcast by teaching these concepts, it's so important because I think a lot of times we think that it's out of our control. We got to get the right job or this person at our, at our company needs to promote us and, some of that may may be a part of it, but we have so much control over that too by by advocating for ourselves, by you know taking these actions, but again, from the place of starting with your mind, right? Starting with your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, because our thoughts create our results, right? Yeah. And also in terms of universal law and law of attraction, if you're working anywhere. And you keep thinking, I keep getting passed up for all the promotions. It's not happening. My boss hates me. Like it's never going to work. Then you're going to create that for yourself and you're not going to move forward. So that's an important um, part of it. So when you then decided to, well, then you also decided to do a podcast, right? You have a podcast. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your podcast and the thought process to start that? Cause that had to have been kind of a big deal for you or not. Yeah. Um, it, it was, um, I don't know. I love to talk. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, I was pretty active. Um, I have been pretty active on social media and to be honest, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's limited. You got a little box with a caption or you've got a short, uh, even, you know, with reels and, and that's nice, but I like to tell stories and share my experience. Essentially the podcast, it's called happy lawyer. 
Um, it's my way of providing value and content and, and to help coach, um, you know, without anyone having to ever book a consult or ever work with me. I want to provide that value. I want them to get to know me. I want to, um, them to see my style. It's not for everyone, you know, um, which is, which is fine. Um, but I just wanted to be, I think there was a voice that was missing specifically in the legal community that was, I don't know, a little bit more irreverent and bold. And, and I, I want to be that I want to introduce these concepts, um, to a profession that I think is, you know, is a significantly needing them. Right. Um, and B, you know, I think could kind of mix things up a little bit. So, yeah, so that's, um, that's, that was the purpose behind my podcast. Okay, great. And we'll put that in the show notes for sure. I love the idea of you doing it so that you can help people yeah. and be a service and that they have the opportunity to get to know you. Because that is an important piece of um, when you're deciding to get coaching from someone, really getting to know them and understand them a little bit before you sign up with them. So let's talk a little bit then about your business and the clients that you serve. Sure. What, what are some of the, um, as lawyers in particular, but this is, we know applies to everyone, um, but we're talking about the happy lawyer today. So yeah. uh, maybe some of the common, the top common themes that you see that are the biggest challenge for the lawyers today? You know, I think that, you know, for the most part, the profession attracts, you know, a certain type of person, a go-getter, uh, someone who's very goal-oriented, smart, you know, an action taker, right? And and I think just society kind of trains us all as, as people to just take action, do, 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 right? I mean, I was a hundred percent this, this way also. Um, and while that, you know, is what makes a lot of them successful, um, it often is kind of what ends up being their demise as well. Um, you know, all of a sudden they've got way too much on their plate. Um, they stop taking care of themselves. They're burned out. Um, and of course thinking the problem is outside of them and it's somebody else and they need to you know, maybe just be more disciplined or organized or work harder, right? And that's not it. So, so the clients that come to me, you know, they're presenting these symptoms, right? Um, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't manage my time. Or, um, you know, I, um, I, I can't seem to, I, I, you know, I want to take on harder cases, but I don't feel um, like I'm competent enough. You know, I feel like competence is another, another sort of, secondary problem, but right. They're thinking of like, how can I take more action to solve this problem? And you know, what inevitably happens as you know, you know, when you back that up a little bit and you start digging and kind of guiding them through the process and, and asking them about like, okay, well, what are you thinking about this? Why are you thinking about this? How does that making you feel right? Showing them that it's the thoughts that are really driving these actions it, I mean, it blows people's minds, <laughs> you know? And mm -hmm. so for me, it's, it's taking them first, like teaching them all of that, because I think that lawyers innately kind of are, I don't know, it's, it's a, it's a surprise to them, you know, to see how powerful their thoughts truly are. You know, they think it's kind of woo or that it's like just about like manifestation, right. And like meditation. And it really can be, and should be, I think a really powerful tool in your arsenal of like all of your legal skills, 
So um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, that was a great answer. And I think it's interesting because there's really, in my opinion, nothing woo about it yeah. at all. It's like, uh, it's practical. Yes. It, it sort of takes uh, like all the spiritual principles that you learn over time and it puts it in a practical way to actually apply it to life. So yes. I, but you said something else too, that I, um, really like and resonated with me. And that is that all those things that make a lawyer a good lawyer also mm -hmm. end up kind of being their demise. So that yeah. shadow work, right? Mm -hmm. So those things about us, those traits that we want to hide and we don't want people to see, and we, we don't even want to see them ourselves. So yeah. we see them reflected in other people and think it's them. Yeah. But the idea that our shadows are our gifts also. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think that's really important work that everybody has to do at some point. And I think doing that with the help of a coach is um, it can save people a lot of time. Absolutely. And I again, going back to the this concept, you know, for me personally about, you know, being the coach that I needed um, so many years ago. And, and I, you know, at the time you know, so many years ago, like I didn't think that I had any power. I didn't think I could take, for example, do something like shadow work and take some of these things that I felt about myself or these negative things or, and really, you know, those are also things that make me stand out, right. That make me actually probably a better lawyer than I really recognized or realized. So, you know, that I, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. And you just brought up another really good one because the contrast in your relationship with yourself, when mm. you first stopped doing the law and the difference now is yeah. just a reflection, like your whole life is a reflection of your relationship with yourself before you did the work and not liking your job and being unhappy and dissatisfied and then doing the work and how happy you are and how it's reflected now in your environment and everything around you. Definitely. Definitely. Great. Well, okay. So we're nearing the end of the interview, but I'm wondering if there's any words of wisdom or anything you want to share that we haven't covered yet today. Well, actually one more thing before we do that. Yeah. Anytime I talk to a coach or anyone actually that comes on the podcast, I want to ask them about their self-care routine mm, okay. and what they do. Um, it could be physical, but I also want to know, you know, emotionally and mentally, because we know this is a practice and we can't stay in this place just yeah. because we decide we're going to. So can you share with the audience what you do to promote that and stay healthy? Sure. I mean, I'm a very like cerebral overthinker. My brain is like constantly running. So for me, a lot of like the best self-care is you know, mental. And so that means going to therapy regularly, um, doing thought downloads, which I'm sure you've talked to your audience about, which basically is just like regularly just kind of dumping my brain of the stuff that's in it, you know, like just kind of alleviating some of that, that muck, <laughs> you know, not to judge it, not to, sometimes not even to analyze it, just to empty it. Right. right. Um, and then third, you know, everyone's going to say like, oh, physical exercise. And yes, that's important. One thing I've started to find though, is, so I've started to take walks, um, which <laughs> would always frustrate me because I'm like, a if I don't go to the gym and like sweat my brains out, like it didn't count. Right. I would, was wearing the Apple watch and the, you know, monitoring the calories burned. And I stopped all of that. And I go on a walk and sometimes it's faster. Sometimes it's slower, 
but I don't monitor my pace. I'll keep track of the time. Okay. Just so I know that I don't get lost. Right. Um, and I kind of like pick something to focus on. So maybe like the other day it was, um, walking in my neighborhood and looking at like people's landscaping and like different flowers. So it gave me like a focus and kind of a game to play. Um, but it was like low stress and enjoyable. And it gave me, you know, so I felt that purpose, but it also helped me take my mind off of, you know, just some of the things that maybe I wasn't feeling so great about. So I, I've really started to enjoy that. Like this, like kind of, you know, I don't even want to say it's a peaceful walk per se, but just a walk that is less about like me burning calories and, and sweating that happens for sure yeah. too. Yeah. But, but right. But like, I get that added bonus of like, you know what I'm going to, or, or the other day I was also um, listening to an audible book. Usually I listen to music, like really pump you up kind of, you know, I'm like, no, I'm just going to have like a quiet book. And it, it just kind of helps me again, settle the mind, calm down the brain a little bit. So yeah, I would say those three are my, my top ones. Yeah. I love walking too. And I used to get hurt all the time exercising Yeah, because I would like, I would try to do things and go completely overboard. And, and actually, if I don't know if you're in human design, but in my actual yes. design, I'm not supposed to exercise hard. Oh, what are you? I'm curious. Yeah, now. I'm a projector. projector. Yeah. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. I love human design. So right. We're not supposed to push ourselves like crazy. Yes. And, and so every now and then though, my husband's like always like, oh, do you want to do this? Maybe you should lift those weights or you should <laughs> like, I'm good. Don't worry about me. I got my routine covered because yeah. it's going to hurt me and what's not. But I actually like the quiet when I walk, I don't listen to anything, mm, Okay. Um, but everybody's different, right? It's like, yeah. whatever makes you feel good. So you're a projector too. Yeah. I was going to say, we're going to have to talk about that. That's I'm always excited to meet other projectors. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, oh yeah, now I have all kinds of things coming up, <laughs> but we're not going to go there right now. So, okay, so now we're going to get to your final words of wisdom. So anything that we didn't cover, it can be literally about anything. It doesn't even have to be about what we talked about. Any final oh boy. words, of, is that too big for Do you? Do you want my secret guacamole recipe or no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, well, so everyone, okay, so it's like, especially, you know, my clients are always like, give me something to do. Give me an action, right? Everyone wants that. They want the quick win. And, and we think that the action item, you know, is going to get you there. So I guess, and this is really, it's not just limited to lawyers. I think any professional, anyone who's in a work environment, um, I would really encourage you to, you know, okay, so here's a takeaway. Before you're going to go into a meeting, let's say, or any type of interaction with a person, um, particularly if you you know, have a history that's like maybe not the best relationship or it's stressful or you're feeling irritated, right? Anything that is like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to meet with this person, right? Like you already just know that it's going to be bad, right? Kind of dry. Exactly. Yeah. And I would ask, I, you know, you're going to prepare for that meeting, you know, however you prepare, you're going to get your notes, whatever, but I would give yourself an additional five, maybe 10 minutes and just like really quickly ask yourself, okay, what am I thinking right now? Do a quick thought download, which basically just means, you know, dump the stuff that you're thinking about this person, about the meeting, whatever. It, it doesn't have to be complicated. Just, you know, dump it out and then, you know, look it over and say, okay, how is this serving me? Is this really like how, well, first of all, how is this making me feel? Do I really want to feel this way going into the meeting? The answer is for sure going to be no. Okay. 
and I don't even think you have to take it even further. Like, you know, and I know you're coaching your clients on this, you know, if you're feeling bad about going into the meeting, you're going to take actions that are going to give you results that are not going to be ideal. Right. So in that five to 10 minutes, after you've dumped out, you know, these, these thoughts that you have, see if you can find a thought for yourself that just is neutral. That's just something like, you know, so, so, you know, um, let me give a more concrete example. If you're thinking, you know, God, this boss of mine is so, you know, he's a micromanager. I'm so, I, I hate meetings with him. Right. Even just thinking something like, you know, I'm highly competent or I'm going to try my best in this meeting, or, um, I'm not going to make this a problem. I'm not going to have drama around it. Right. That doesn't mean that you love this person. You have to be right. Like their best friend. It's just means that you're just going to go in and kind of neutralize your mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and then see how it feels like, just give it an, you know, give it a try. And you can do this with your partner, with a sibling, you could do it at work. Um, but I think that when people start to actually try it in these sort of like micro settings, these sort of little examples, and they see what a difference it makes, that's when I think they really start to, you know, for lack of a better word, believe in the power, believe in the magic. So that would be my takeaway. Oh, that's great. I think that's great advice for everybody. Yeah. So I will put all your information in the show notes. Awesome. So if anybody is interested in working with the happy lawyer and yes. they can listen to your podcast, get to know you better. So I really appreciate you coming here today. And Thank you for having me. And audience, I hope you learned something valuable here today. I'll see you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would really appreciate it if you would follow the Rain BS podcast. Do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. You can interact with me and request topics for the podcast or to be interviewed in the podcast in the Brain BS podcast community on Facebook. You can also go to www.thebrainbs.com to sign up for the Brain BS updates and get to know me better. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and spreading the word. Always remember the only thing standing between you and a more fulfilling life is understanding your BS and choosing to live consciously every day, all day long.